I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome into Raven's Press Pass. This is your credential to all Ravens interviews and press conferences with players, coaches, and front office members. There's going to be a rotating cast of hosts, but mostly just a no-frills, quick and easy way to listen to all Ravens press conferences and other media availabilities. We'll kick off the first episode with head coach John Harbaugh and general manager Eric DaCosta as they reviewed the 2022 season and looked ahead to the offseason to come. So I just want to welcome everybody here. Really appreciate everybody coming out. Uh, Eric and I are we're looking forward to doing this and kind of start off the 2023 season in terms of what our hopes are, our vision, where we're planning on going. And with that, I think every ending is a beginning. And where we leave off from the 2022 season and where we begin the 2023 season is really right now. And uh, we've had an opportunity to talk a little bit, and there's a lot of things going on. Where things are moving fast, as you all know. But the thing that, that I feel, and I know Eric feels the same way, I feel great excitement and great hope for what we're, what we're heading into, for the challenges in front of us and the opportunities in front of us, because we have a really good football team. And we're kind of on a curve of building this football team right now. We have been on it for about three years, I'd say, and uh, putting this thing together. And you can see the pieces coming together. You can see it coming together on the field in terms of scheme and process, personnel, uh, and coaching. And uh, a lot of hard work has gone into it. And I think it's starting to become apparent where we're going. So I'm really excited about it. I know Eric's excited about it, and we're excited for whatever questions you might have. So with that, Eric? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a, you know, certainly a disappointing ending to a season, a long season with a lot of different challenges. Um, but we're also excited by, I think, the potential of the offseason, everything that goes along with that. Uh, the draft, free agency, it's my favorite time of year. Um, we're excited to start up negotiations again with Lamar Jackson. We're excited to attack this roster um, to make it the very best it can be in the hopes that you know, we'll be a championship team at some point. And I want to thank John and the coaches and the players for all the work they did this offseason. We overcame a lot of different adversities along the way. Very proud of the team. It wasn't the ending that we wanted, but as John alluded to, I think we're on the right path. Eric, uh, you did mention Lamar. What is your confidence level on getting a long-term deal done with Lamar this year? Well, it certainly takes two to tango, but uh, I think Lamar and I have a great relationship. I think we communicate uh, quite often. 
Uh, we spent some time together today, as a matter of fact. Uh, we've spoken throughout the season multiple times. And, you know, these negotiations, Jameson, they all happen differently. You know, um, Ronnie Stanley's contract took about a year and a half. Uh, Mark Andrews' contract took probably three or four days. You know, we did Roquan's contract over the span of six days, over the course of one month, basically, is what we did. So they happen in different ways. Um, I wouldn't characterize the percentages of getting any deal done or how long it's going to take, except to say that we'll communicate effectively, we'll be as fair as we can be, and we'll try to hammer out a deal, and hopefully we can get to that point. John and Eric, you've both said unequivocally that you want Lamar at the center of this team for years to come. Is that as much the case today as it was, say, this time last year? 100%, you know, 200%. There's no question about it. Uh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson is our quarterback. I mean, he's been our quarterback. Everything we've done in terms of building our offense and building our team, uh, how we think in terms of people and put people around him, is based on this incredible young man and his talent, his ability, and his competitiveness. You know, he, he and I were talking today, too. And, and one of the things about Lamar that, to me, stands out, he's an incredible competitor. I mean, Lamar Jackson, all he wants to do is win at everything he does. You know, yeah, he's got a lot of talent. He's a very bright guy. He's got a big heart, but he's just a massive competitor. And that's the kind of guys we want to build this team around, guys that love football and guys that love to compete. So uh, that hasn't changed. It'll never change. We, you know, we, we, I've, I've loved Lamar. Eric loves Lamar. And uh, it's not going to change in the future. So, you know, I don't know anything about the details of the whole thing, but I know one thing. I'm like all the fans out there and everybody else. You know, I'll have my fingers crossed and my toes crossed, and I'll be saying prayers. And I'm, I have every faith that it's going to get done. And, and, uh, and we've got the best people in the world doing it. I mean, Eric DaCosta is nobody better. And, and, and Eric wants him here. I want him here. Steve wants him here. And Lamar wants to be here. So uh, it's going to work out. It will. Except that I just did a Peloton workout. You are sweating like crazy. I can't cool off. Oh I just you guys did a see 40, that? 45-minute Peloton workout, not to do an advertisement for Peloton, but <laughs> it's no joke. Hey, John, you Yeah, I did. I did already. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for pointing that out, you know. Who else? Who else but Vinny, you know? Um, of course. I mean, you know, Greg and I spent hours, you know, talking about this, you know, in the last couple of days, let alone, you know, every day when you're together for four years, you know, the, the challenges that Eric's talking about, uh, you, you, you become really close, you know, as coaches and scouts. And uh, this is something that, uh, you know, is something I think is, is good. You know, it's an opportunity for him uh, to, to move in some directions. The things he accomplished here were, were kind of, were, were pretty historical. You know, there are records set here, you know, in the National Football League that are going to stand for a long, long time. So. Uh, you know, we're all really proud of those things. And, and Greg's a great coach, and he did the best he could every single week, every single day. Great family, uh, uh, you know, another great competitor. So, you know, I, I, you know I leave, I leave, we leave that era kind of, you know, we move into the next era now in terms of our offense. And, uh, and I, did, I did ask Lamar about it, you know, and, and he will be involved in it. You know, I'll keep him abreast of what's going on, and I'm sure he'll have some input along the way. Uh, but I know his focus, like he told me, is going to be on getting himself ready and getting his guys ready, you know, for next season. John, is there some concern, though, with the business side with Lamar and all the different possibilities, tag, all those different things that we know? Is there some concern as far as attracting an outside person for offensive coordinator, 
knowing that there is uncertainty with his short-term and long-term status? You know, I, I think that's a great question, Luke. And I would say, I, I would say my, my answer would be, no way. This is going to be a highly sought-after job. This is one of the top football coaching jobs in the world. Everybody's going to want this job. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting started. And we're going to have, it won't just be me. You know, it'll be other coaches and, and scouts involved in it. And we're going to cast a wide net. And we're going to look far and wide and close, you know, and, and uh, we'll get the best fit for what we're trying to accomplish, and it's going to be a highly qualified candidate. Eric, in terms of the wide receiver position, the production wasn't, I'm sure, what you guys wanted it to be. And you've been uh, targeting the wide receiver the last few all seasons. Do you plan to change your approach in terms of how you go about filling that position? Well, it's certainly something we're going to look at. You know, obviously, uh, this season didn't end up the way we wanted it to. We had some injuries, obviously, with, with Bate and with Devin. Um, you know, uh, we traded Hollywood last year, so we definitely took on some water this year at that position. We'll continue to look at that, you know, via free agency and the draft. And our role is really to just to find the best guys that fit our situation. And, um, you know, we hear the fans, we hear you guys with the questions. Um, certainly, our goal is to build the very best team we can build. And, you know, last year, one of our key, I think, missions was to build the offensive line back. And we feel excited about that and the way that we were able to do that in different ways. We think we're very, very close to building a championship team and everything that goes with that. And so we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that this offseason. Um, you know, and that'll be through the draft, through free agency, potential trades and things like that. But we will build the best team we can to compete every single week. Eric, Eric, talked, uh, about the, uh, talked about the extension. We're talking about Lamar Jackson on extension possibility. If it doesn't happen by the tag that on end, you tag him. Are you willing to entertain trade offers about Lamar Jackson? You know, that's something that we're not going to talk about at this point. Um, I talked to Lamar today, as I said, and our focus right now is really to get a long-term deal done. That's our singular focus at this point. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take great communication, give and take, but I'm confident that we'll be on the right path to get that done. Eric, you really have um, five draft picks and uh, five picks up in draft. Is that a challenge for you? You're going to try to accumulate more or are you sort of comfortable going in? You know, every draft is different. I mean, ultimately, we'd love to have more picks. I think most years we do. Um, sometimes what we find is if you have too many picks over three or four years span, it's hard for all those guys to make the team and contribute. And I go back, you know, there was a draft many years ago. I think Ozzie had four picks, uh, one of our best drafts. Um, I think we took, uh, it might have been McAllister, Brandon Stokely, Evan Mulatalo, and there was one other guy, I think, Jameson, you might know. It was a hell of a draft. It was a hell of a draft. Every single guy contributed right away. And uh, so my goal, my mentality is to take every one of those picks this year and nail every single one of those picks. There was you know, some speculation towards the end of the year with Lamar getting hurt, not coming to games, having to tweet out. You know, with your conversation with him, did you sense that there was any need to repair this relationship from, just say, Ravens, the players' standpoint? Yeah, you know, I think it's, it's interesting. Um, our relationship with Lamar, I think, is fantastic every single day. Now, you can say, well, what's it like negotiating? Uh, that's a challenge, you know, because that's a business relationship. And there's a, you know, anytime you negotiate with anybody, it's not always going to be an easy conversation to have. But that doesn't affect our feelings for each other or John's feelings for Lamar, the organization's feelings for Lamar every single day, how his teammates team. We all understand this is a business transaction. That's the challenge, really, for a player to represent himself, I think. Uh, and we have to keep those two personalities separate. 
the Lamar Jackson, the, the agent, versus Lamar Jackson, the player. The player is somebody who I hold in extremely high regard. And, you know, he's a fantastic competitor, one of the most infectious personalities you'll ever see, one of the most talented players in the league, a, a, a truly wonderful person in the community and everything else that he does. So that hasn't changed. That won't change. It, we'll, we'll get our, put our heads together. We'll negotiate a contract. Um, I told Lamar that, hey, this thing has is, is been a burden for both of us. And I said, you know, but when this thing is over, we are going to feel like a million bucks. And that's truly how I feel. Eric, um, how much has Lamar expressed his desire for a fully guaranteed contract? And is, is the organization willing to put that on the table for him? So I told you guys last year that, you know, I was willing to talk about the negotiation, but I can't talk about the negotiation. And so that type of question really is not something I would talk about. Um, I'm actually really sort of proud of the fact that for the last year, most details regarding the negotiation have not come out. There's been little pieces out there that the NFLPA has put out at one point last year. But other than that, you know, I think our conversations and our negotiations have been very, very private. And that's a very satisfying thing for Lamar and me as well. And so I'm not going to get into all the specifics of different things and, you know, what we're looking to do and what he's looking for and all those types. That would be counterproductive and uh, that would hurt our negotiation. Sure, Pete. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't, I'm not going to be able to take you through every, every step of the way because it's this ongoing process. I mean, we're talking every day throughout the season, you know, and these conversations are going on consistently and constantly. So I think just after the season, Monday we talk, Tuesday we talk, Wednesday we talk, you know, and we, there are just hours of conversations that delve in all kinds of different things, directions. Hey, we're talking families, we're talking our kids, you know, we're talking the team, we're talking the plays in the game, you know, we're talking about everything. And I think just through all that, you know, really a couple of, you know, we're partners, but we're also friends and um, it just worked its way into that place where, you know, I think he felt like that was the best and we felt like that was the best too and we, we just understood where we were at. John, a two-part question about Zip. One, will you interview internal and external candidates? And the second part is, has the philosophy of the offense in, in your mind, your vision for how you want this to off, offense to look, given Lamar now has several years under his belt, has that changed at all? And that will, will that impact what kind of offensive coordinator you, you hire? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, the first part, again, was the, the inner, the inter, right, we will, yes, we'll interview internally and externally. Uh, in terms of the vision for the offense, uh, the identity of the offense is what is important in that vision. And we've established an identity for our offense. I think everybody knows that, that plays against us and watches us play. That's important. That's a good identity. That's an identity that we're going to carry forward. I think the, it speaks well to the organization, the city, kind of what we're all about. Within that, the schemes that you run, the formations, the type of players you put out there, that's all kind of methodology, and you kind of work through that as you go. So I'll be looking to explore into that some more, too. You know, what kind of ideas come up in these interviews? You know, what kind of ideas do guys have? How can they merge, you know, their thoughts and their vision for, for this offense with what's been done here in the past, too? And how does it all fit together with the players? You know, those are all the questions you ask. So I think nothing's set in stone. Nothing ever stays the same. You know, everything changes. Everything evolves. You got to keep it moving, you know. So we'll definitely keep it moving in ways that fit the, the players that we have, and but it'll definitely be within the identity, you know, that we have for our offense. Hey, John, if you franchise, let's just 
worst case, Eric doesn't get a deal done in U.S. franchise. Bring in a new coordinator, new system. A lot of times those guys that are franchised are not coming to anything. You know, how difficult will that be for you and, you know, for the offensive guys? Because he's not there, and when he shows up the week before the season, you know, you guys get going. Right. Well, I mean, there's no guarantee it'll go that way. So I think you cross those bridges when you get there, for sure. I mean, it's a great question. It's definitely, it's definitely, there's a history of that with guys that are, are given the tag. But Lamar's a unique guy, too. You know, Lamar doesn't always, he's not, uh, he's not beaten to everybody's drum. You know, he does, he does his own thing the way he wants to do it. So those things will all come down the road as they come, and we'll, we'll adjust and adapt as we, as we face them. Eric, if you do put the exclusive franchise tag on Lamar, $45 million, how much of an impact would you're able to do Free agency-wise, and with the salary cap. Well, I mean, any, any deal with Lamar is going to uh, affect the salary cap. Whether we get a long-term deal done or we do an exclusive franchise or the traditional franchise, it's going to affect the cap. I mean, those are big, big numbers. We're fortunate, I think, that we have a better salary cap than most. Um, you know, we have a lot more room than most teams do, which was by design three or four years ago. You know, I think one of the things that we saw years ago with with Joe, is when we had to do Joe's deal, we, we didn't have enough room to franchise Joe back then. Uh, so we, we kind of planned accordingly. We have a lot of salary cap room that we can use. Um, so that creates uh, some aspect of flexibility with us contract-wise and also uh, franchise-wise as well. It gives us a different, couple different options. Regardless, um, it's, it's not going to be a situation where the, you know, the market's open and we're just going and signing guys left and right. That's not going to happen in any way. There's really no scenario that's probably going to be the case. We'll be selective, we'll be targeted, and we'll find guys like we always do that we think can build this team and help us be the best we can be. Eric, I know Lamar and Roquan's situations are different, but considering that neither of them necessarily have an agent, do you feel like getting a deal done with Roquan will help you in, in terms of your, just your own tactics and your own strategy in terms of getting a deal done with Lamar? You know, everybody has their own style and everybody has their own strategy that they're looking for. So um, the only, you know, potential advantage maybe that, you know, we got from getting Roquan's deal, as you guys have all written about, is we have a franchise tag that we can use and we can keep both players if we want to. I mean, that's basically how it factors in. But Lamar has his own style of negotiation and what he's looking for and his own personality. Um, and Roquan had his own personality and style and what he was looking for. Totally different animals. Um, I was very happy to get Roquan done, and I'll be even more happy when we get Lamar done. Hey, Jeremy. Yeah, John, uh, J.K. Dobbins was pretty open in his frustration following the last game. Uh, do you hear that? Do you, have you spoken with him, and what are your thoughts about him coming out with that as he did? Right, yeah. No, I, we talked uh, Monday morning, and uh, he happened to be at breakfast. I happened to walk in and saw him, so I sat down with him, you know, and we had a good talk. And, uh, you know, he, he made it very clear to me you know, what he meant, you know, in terms of that versus kind of the way it came out and where he was coming from in the heat of battle and all that. So I was real good with that conversation and what he told me. Eric, uh, Eric um, there's other guys, obviously, that potentially are retiring, like a Calais Campbell and Justin Houston. Have you, have they talked to you about potentially wanting to come back? Would you welcome them back if so? Well, I did meet with both guys. Uh, I would probably keep those conversations private, you know, out of respect for those guys. Um, but, uh, you know, actually, for whatever reason, I met with over 20 players this year, so I had a long day. Normally, it's usually like five or six. Um, I think John was trying to create some time for himself, and he would send some guys over to me. But, uh, you know, they were really, really good conversations. I enjoyed my time with the team this, 
this week. Um, I did speak with Calais and Justin, a lot of respect for both those guys, the way they played this year and just their whole career really and the respect that they command in the locker room and on the field. So, uh, you know, those are the kind of guys you want to have on your team, those veteran presences who play well and really back it up by how they play. And, uh, you know, those are the kind of guys you want to add. Eric, where do you feel like you are with Marcus Peters as he's scheduled to become a free agent and just cornerback in general? I mean, clearly feel pretty good about Marlon, but after that, it seems like there's no questions as far as that. Yeah, well, uh, crazy respect for Marcus, one of my favorite guys on the team, you know, tremendous competitor. And uh, at some point, uh, Marcus and I will probably speak, and his agent, Doug Hendrickson, is one of the best in the business as well. Uh, regarding the corner position, you know, we're a team that always feels like uh, you can never have enough good corners. So I would expect that at some point in free agency and or the draft, we'll try to augment that position. Uh, I think we've got some good, young, promising players um, for sure. Jalen, Armour Davis. Uh, we drafted Pepe this year as well. Both of those guys we think have bright futures. Brandon Stevens was playing his best football, I think, late in the year. And uh, we're excited about his progression and growth as well. Um, and, you know, we had some other guys this year that stepped up too as well. Daryl Worley's a guy that played well. He's a free agent. Kevon Seymour, um, you know, Kyle Fuller, a free agent. Um, played really well week one before his, uh, his knee injury, unfortunately. Um, there's always the potential that some of those guys could return as well. Would you anticipate uh, picking up um, Patrick Queen's fifth-year option, and will keeping him long-term be more difficult because of the road club? Yeah, we were really excited by the way Patrick played this year. Um, we think he made a jump. He showed uh, playmaking ability, uh, leadership. He just he really, really, over the course of the season, became the player that we kind of envisioned him being. Um, specifically speaking to the, the fifth-year option, um, you know, I'm probably not prepared to make that announcement at this point, um, does it make it difficult uh, to sign him long term? If he's a great player, we'll find a way to make it work. If he's playing at a high level, we want to keep as many good players as we can. So I would never rule out right now uh, signing a player two years from now, uh, potentially. Um, he's a good player. I think we've got the best two young inside linebackers. The combo, the tandem, it's exciting in football. And uh, they make our defense a problem for other teams and something that is going to cause a lot of teams problems, you know, moving forward. So, you know, I think we're in a great position there. I think our defense is, is exciting and uh, we can't wait to see him next year. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. 
Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Eric, you were asked about the exclusive, non-exclusive package. If it comes to that, have you made a decision whether you would put the, the non-exclusive or exclusive on the market? Have we made a decision? Have I made a decision? I've thought about it every day. Um, but I'll be honest, Jameson, you know, we don't have to make that decision for whatever it is, six weeks maybe. I don't even, maybe two months, six weeks, I guess. And, um, you know, we're going to be going down to Florida at some point with Steve, have our conversations like we always do. We talk about a lot of different things. That'll probably be something we talk about, um, the risk, reward, the strategies and all that. I'm hopeful, you know, I would love to be able to go down there and not have to talk about Lamar Jackson because we got a deal done. But no matter what, we will have a plan in place like we always do. We've been down this road before in different ways with different players, and we'll do what we think is best for the club. John, um, obviously when you get a new offensive coordinator, sometimes you bring some own guys or, or he has his own staff. Has there been any – do you anticipate any changes right now that you know of on your offensive or defensive coaching staff? Uh, yeah, no, this just happened with Greg in the last day. So, no, we haven't thought about that too much. But off the top of my head, no. It's not something that we're planning on doing. But guys get opportunities. Things happen. That's never predictable. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Hey, uh, with Mike McDonald being his third year, uh, it was a little challenging for him at the beginning of the season. But the way he ended up this season uh, with the Ravens, how confident it makes you feel for the years to come? Well, you know, I, Mike McDonald, you know, I have known Mike a long time because he was here for seven years, you know, so pretty much we all had a really good uh, feel for what, what Mike was going to do and how he's going to go about his business. So I thought he's been great since the first day he got here. And uh, it was very clear in terms of what we were trying to accomplish with our defense in terms of building a certain vision, a certain scheme set into, into our structure and teaching the guys and training the guys how to do it. Uh, and you saw it evolve throughout the course of the season, you know, as we were growing as a defense and guys were beginning to understand better and better what we were trying to do. And, and we're just beginning with that. I mean, there's a lot of things we can, we can still build into the defense that uh, we'll be able to do now we're going into our second year. So uh, Mike did a great job. All the coaches on defense did a great job uh, of, of growing the defense. And I'm looking forward to what we're going to build into going forward. Is there any concern that, that that could become a trend? And I guess how do you guys go about you know, putting yourself in a situation where you can mitigate that prevent it as much as possible, knowing that obviously this is a contact sport? Yeah, I mean that's kind of your your last probably sentence is the is the point of the whole thing. You do the best you can, but uh, I don't anticipate this being any kind of a trend. I mean Lamar, I don't believe is a guy that you know is going to have those issues going forward. Uh, you can't think that, and really, it's just football. You know, those are both those plays. The last two years are kind of freaky plays uh, that happen. They can happen. Uh, so, Lamar's a very—he's a very durable player. Uh, I know that people might take issue with that. You know, I get it, but I don't believe that there's going to be a problem going forward because I know how hard he's going to work. You know, Lamar Jackson works hard. I mean, he's whether it's in the weight room, on the field, uh, running. Uh, in the classroom, Lamar is all football. You know, he works really hard at it. And that's really what you do. You work hard, you get yourself in great shape, you go play the game the way you play it, and that's what he'll do next year. Um, the only constant player that's been positioned in the last two or three years has been Mark Andrews. How difficult has it been integrating new players as, uh, into a complex offense? And how do you 
you plan to have some continuity in the future, especially when you're looking for a new offensive coordinator? Right. That's a good question. I mean, that, you're right about that, and that's a challenge. And I think, I think those challenges came up, you know, during the course of the season. And if you if you look at the tape or you look at the uh, the, the plays themselves and some of the things that uh, we had a lot of great plays, but we also had some we had mistakes. You know, we had things that weren't executed the way they were drawn up in practice, and that has to do with just what you're talking about there. So that's real. Continuity does matter. You know, you, you're able to work together on things. So the offensive line, as, as Eric mentioned, is together. That offensive line is going to be wholly intact or almost wholly intact next year coming back. That's big. Uh, the tight end room uh, is, is together. That, that tight end room should be wholly intact, completely intact, uh, back again. The running back room, intact. You know, we, now, we can add a player to any of those spots, of course. The one area that needs to be you know, built is the, is the wide receiver room. So that'll be a new room, basically. There'll be pieces of it still there. You know, you know the guys. And then we'll be adding a lot of pieces to that room, and there'll be competition, too. So that'll be the room that'll start together in this new offense, and we'll build with those guys. So I think, you know, you're talking about 75% of the offense is intact, and 25%, and it's all in the same room, will be new. And that's probably pretty normal. But that's, uh, that makes me happy, because I feel like we got a lot of guys that know ball and have had a lot of experience here. And, the, and that room that you're talking about, the wide receiver room, room can be built up. And you know, that's, those are pieces we can give Lamar and give him a chance to really you know, thrive. Eric, when you think about how long you've been having these conversations with Lamar, where does the confidence come from that it could potentially happen as soon as six weeks on the final game? Just, I think, you know, respect um, you know, our feelings about him, that we know him, we know the person, um, our confidence level that he's the right type of guy to lead the team. Um, and just optimism, you know, I, I think that I try to be positive. I mean, most if, if you go into a negotiation with a negative feeling, then your chances of getting that done probably aren't going to happen. So, you know, we've done a lot of a lot of contracts. I think in the league, we've second most extensions in the league over the last four years. So we know it can happen. Uh, we, I think we, 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 we try to be creative and strategic. And uh, I truly believe Lamar wants to finish his career in Baltimore. I, I just believe that in my conversations with him and just watching him and talking with him and communicating. I think John feels that way too. So all of those things kind of work together for me that tell me that we still have a chance and you know, that I should be as optimistic as possible. We know that Craig Roman is one of the most respected designers of a run game in, in, in the world. And do you feel like you'll be able to hold on to some of those concepts that have worked so well, even, even with a new Thanks, guys. I think that's a really, really great, you know, perceptive point to make because, yeah, you want to do that. You know, you want to be able to hold on to those things. And, you know, we've got coaches here, players here that have run those schemes that have a feel for those schemes. So, yeah, that'll be part of the new process. I mean, I'd like to keep a lot of those schemes around, you know, and, and that's passing schemes, too. I mean, Greg's a great, you know, he, he, the passing game that we put together, the schemes we have are excellent. So, uh, you know, that's uh, whatever parts of the offense are able to kind of go forward and we'll see. We'll see how that goes, but I th the answer to your question is yes. Eric, you, uh, I'm sorry. Eric you, you mentioned your disappointment at how the season ended. When you're building a football team, do you think about building for playoff success and the difference in what playoff, a playoff team is versus a regular season successful team? Do you, is that part of your equation moving forward? I think, Mark, we try to build a team that, you know, first of all, can win the division. Um, and that can play as, as long as possible. 
whatever that means. You know, I mean, we look at the talent on the team. We're trying to build strategically positions that we feel like we have to address. But our goal is always first to, to, to play and to win as many games as we can, to win our division, to hopefully get a bye and to just play as long as we can and to get as far as we can. Um, a lot goes into that. And so, you know, some of, our, some of my disappointment is, you know, things outside our control, injuries um, and things like that, a play that we almost make that we don't make, um, things like that. You know, this team was really close in a lot of ways. We could have won a lot more games and probably could have lost some games too, no doubt about that. But when we look at the team, when we look at the roster, we see the talent that we have. I think John and I are both encouraged that we have the potential to build something that's sustainable over a long period of time. We can win a lot of football games, and we've seen it. Uh, and we can go very far in the playoffs as John is a head coach and with the right players on the field. Chuck Clark is entering the last uh, year of his contract. Do you anticipate him being on the team next year? You know what? Uh, Chuck had a phenomenal season. And um, we haven't made any decisions about any players right now. The season just ended. Again, we'll make those decisions later on. Uh, Chuck has proven to be an outstanding safety in this league. He has been probably one of the most consistent guys we've had. He's probably started as many games as anybody over the last, what, three, four years, John? Yeah. He's been a great teams player in the past. He's an excellent safety. He's tough. He's a competitor. He's a leader. And uh, he's a player that we're very proud of. John, there was so much about Lamar's knee. If you were still playing, would he have been a possibility to come back at all during the playoffs? Yeah, he would have. He would have. Um, you know, the details of all that, it's kind of hard to say. And, you know, I, I, have, I have some thoughts on that probably that I'm not allowed to say. But I can tell you Lamar wanted to be back. Lamar planned on being back. Uh, he, he was close. You know, you, can, you should ask him that. But he can speak for himself on that. But he was working so hard to get back and, and very determined to get back. And, and um uh, you know, kind of go back to Mark's point, if, if, if I can, because it kind of goes with your question as well. Come what Eric said, win the division, win the playoffs. You know, that, that is exactly what we try to do, you know. Go as deep as we can in the playoffs, try to win the Super Bowl. We want to be at our best, you know, to win the division. And you got to put yourself in position to win the division, right? That's why you have to win games early. But be our, be our best at the end uh, in December and January. We talk about that a lot. And I really believe that we were, you know. We had the injury to Lamar. That was the biggest challenge that we had faced. And getting Lamar back was the biggest, uh, not the, you know, it, was, it, was a, it was a priority, but it's the biggest thing we had to overcome. You know, Lamar comes back, which I believe he would have, you know, because he's working so hard. And uh, we'd have rolled. And we played well in that game. And we played a really good game. We, every, the, the game plan was, uh, was working exceptionally well. And we were in position to win the game. And, and a play went the, the other way. So that's what happened. You know, ifs, ifs or buts, but if we were playing this week, you know, I'd feel real good about our chances to win this week, too. So I feel like we were playing our best football down the stretch, and especially we would have right there, and we were in that game. John, if you look to interviewing your coordinators, candidates in the days, weeks ahead, having hired players coaches in your career, is there a key in the interview process that gives you an insight to whether that coach will fit within this organization? It's interviewing is a little bit like dating. Everybody's going to show you the best. <laughs> you probably did a lot more dating than I did, Jerry, you know. I don't know. <laughs> That's really important. I mean, the type of person, you know, that, that Steve Bishotti would be looking for, I think that's what Eric and I try to look for. I mean, Steve's got an incredible uh, understanding of, you know, of people. And that's, that's his business. That's what he did so well with. So he's taught us a lot along those lines, and we're going to want somebody that, that fits in well and belongs, and then 
you know, with that can stand out, and then after that can go far, and that's what we'll be looking for. Eric, Eric you hear a lot of people outside the organization that have no understanding of what's going on, but they said because Lamar Jackson didn't have a guaranteed long-term deal, that played in part of his reason for not playing. Do you feel Lamar's absence throughout the six games, or was that contract-related whatsoever? I mean, Lamar could speak to that, but my feeling is no. I think Lamar was, was hurt. We've seen him every single day, Jamison. Um, he's hurt. And his unique style as a player, um, as a quarterback, but as a mobile quarterback, as really a, a freaky type of athlete out there on the field, having a knee injury, a serious knee injury, um, you know, makes it difficult. And so um, it's just unfortunate, you know, that he got hurt, the timing of it. I know he was trying to come back. We'd see him daily. I spent a lot of time, I've spent a lot of time over the last two years down in the training room. And, uh, you know, Lamar, along with a lot of other guys, were trying to get back and play. And uh, it was just bad timing, and I think bad luck for us and bad luck for Lamar. Eric, along the lines of the, uh, the injuries, a year ago, you guys made some significant changes to your training programs and staff. A year later, again, injuries, some of them freak and just football by nature. Are you satisfied with where you stand in terms of preventing those? Yeah, if I, I'll take that one, Mark. I, you know, it's really, we, we did really well this year with injuries. I mean, Lamar had his injury, but if you look at the numbers, soft tissue injuries and other injuries, this has been our best year in quite a long time. So, you know, the, the changes that Eric made, the changes that we made, the protocols we put in were incredibly successful. A lot of the early season injuries that we had were guys coming off the injuries from the previous year, right? Had Ronnie coming off the previous year, Tyus coming off the previous year, Marcus coming off the ACL, both running backs coming off the injuries from the previous year. Those were the early season issues that we had. As those guys got back out there, we didn't add a lot of injuries toward the end of the year. As a matter of fact, we were the healthiest we were all year at the end of the season. So I thought we did a great job through training camp, did a great job through the season with uh, injury prevention, maintenance. Uh, we did some things that were even a little, uh, a little uh, different than some of the not normal protocols that were tested and tried and true that our people, Sam Rosengarden and, and, and our, our trainer, uh, Adrian Dixon and Steve Saunders and Sarah Snyder all put in place that were just incredibly effective. So we're definitely on the right track with that. And we had a good year in that sense in terms of improving from the previous two years. Just to follow up on that, are there any kind of cleanup clean or end-of-season injuries, uh, end-of-season surgeries that you expect from guys on the roster just to kind of have things in the butt? What do we have? Do we have anything, Eric? I actually think there's only – this is crazy, but we only have one player right now that's going to have an off-season surgery, which is a record for us. I'm, I can't talk who the player is, but that's unusual to say the least. I mean – Vinny knows, like, you know, with his experiences at the end of the year, you always have a bunch of guys that are having surgeries and cleanups and various things. We only have one guy. So that's, you know, if you're going to look for a real positive this year moving forward into the offseason program, that's a huge positive. Along those lines, what kind of impact do you think, David, the job of your defense next year? Yeah, I mean, we are extremely excited about Dave. Came off the Achilles, obviously. Uh, he worked very, very hard to come back. Um, you know, probably could have played a little bit earlier, but quite honestly, we stayed very healthy at that position. We loved our depth at the outside linebacker position. Um, we didn't want to rush him in there. And, uh, but he's a long, tall guy, explosive, great attitude, um, tremendous, tremendous potential. And we just can't wait to see what he's going to do this year. I mean, I think having a great offseason for him, you know, considering what he went through last year, is really critical. His attitude is awesome. He's got an infectious personality and a lot of ability. 
John, just to, to follow up on what I asked, um, do you expect Bateman to have to play through next year with, with Scurry's next blood, or is that kind of a touch and go situation? My understanding, Eric could probably win this too, that the the screws can come out if it's the best thing for them to come out, and I think they will come out, but they don't have to come out, right? I'm not exactly sure how that works, but my, the point about Bateman is, is he's almost, he's going to be ready real soon to run full speed. So to Eric's point, he's going to have a great offseason. You know, he's going to be up and running, just like Marlon was in the office today talking about his offseason plans. All these guys are healthy going into the offseason, which gives them a chance to train, you know, from now until then to get ready to go, and that helps your injury outlook going forward too. Coach, we've had to deal with so many injuries on the offense. Obviously, we just talked about the offensive line rebuilding this year with Rashad Bateman. And you mentioned earlier identity of this offense. With all those guys healthy and staying healthy, what do you hope that the identity of this offense looks like? Well, I mean, first of all, you want it to be a winning offense, okay? I mean, that's where it starts. And what, what entails a winning offense? You've got to be able to do everything well uh, in, in situational football. You've got to be balanced. You've got to be, you've got to be able to run the ball. We're going to always believe in running the ball. And, you know, we've done that really well over the last number of years. Uh, with that, you've got to have a complementary passing game. You've got to have a standalone passing game with a drop back passing, situational passing game, third down, especially long and in the red zone. And then you've got to have a play action passing game that goes with whatever runs you run, whether it's quarterback driven runs or power runs or whatever. And they've got to fit your run game. So those are the things that kind of play off of each other. It's just a well rounded, balanced offense. And to do that, you need, you need a strong offensive line. Eric did an amazing job of building this offensive lineup last year. You need tight ends that can block the edge. You also need tight ends that can block the edge and can be factor in the passing game. Running backs that can run, pass, protect, and catch passes. You know, we're unique. We have a quarterback that can do everything. That's, that's pretty unusual. And we have to get that wide receiver room, that room where we want it. You know, that'll be the last part of the personnel part. Hey, Eric, speaking of the wide receiver, you know, like Buffalo did Philly, you know, they went and got the better guy and they had to pay him. Will you be able to, you know, you get a deal done with Lamar on left and Pedro on big money. Will you be able to afford that type of receiver? You know, instead of getting another rookie, you know, picking 20 second or whatever, get that number one guy. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I know what the fans would like, <laughs> um, Vinny, but as we look at it, honestly, you know, when you have a big ticket item at quarterback, um, it makes it more challenging, not impossible. We'll have to get creative and there's things we can do. There's a lot of different ways to, to go about constructing the team and finding players and affording players and various things like that. But we've got to be really creative. Uh, we'll have to make some tough calls on players um, that we have on the team, of course. Uh, and we'll consider everything. There's different ways to do it. But, um, you know, what we don't want, I think, is to mortgage two years from now, three years from now, by paying a whole bunch of guys this year. Our goal, I think, is to be a really competitive, strong team every single year, you know? And, and John jokes with me all the time. He doesn't really have any interest at this stage of his coaching career being in a total rebuild, you know, and what that entails. And, and I really don't either. Our goal is to always have that window open when we can compete to win the whole thing. So, um, you know, I think we've made a, a lot of good decisions with the cap over the last four years. Um, I'm excited to see where we are this year. Um, but it goes without saying you can't pay everyone. You can't have, you know, eight or nine players at the top all make an X amount because what happens is you have nothing below. And we've seen teams like that this year. We've seen teams like that. Depth is a critical thing in this sport because players get hurt. And I believe personally that depth is 
probably one of the most important things when building a roster across the board because guys do every single week. You know, whether it's a Friday and a guy gets hurt, okay, this guy's going to play. Guy's out for eight weeks, this guy's going to play. And that's, you know, we saw it during COVID. Depth really does matter. It's great to have all those star players, but you got to have some young ascending players beneath them who can pick up when those guys, you know, aren't, aren't there. And it's hard when you just, you have all these enormous salaries at the top of your ledger. Eric, what were your impressions of this year's rookie class, Kyle Hamilton, Tyler Lindbaum in that class? Yeah, I think they did well, Ryan. I mean, we're excited about, you know, what these guys are going to do. It was a huge draft for us last year. We had a lot of picks. We, we spent a lot of energy on that draft. Um, you know, there was a lot of anxiety, I know, for me, you know, just looking at players. There were so many players last year. I think those guys did well across the board. But we think they have a lot more to give, too. I mean, these guys are young players, and so what we see oftentimes is guys get a lot better. They come in here their second year. They're in the off-season program. They learn. They understand what it means to be a pro, um, and they play a lot better. And that's what we expect, and that's what we demand. And so the fact that some of these guys played as well as they did this year, that, that is a good indication that their futures are very bright. Um, and I think a lot of these guys have a chance to be good players. I mean, we look at the 18 draft. I think eight or, eight or nine of those guys are starters now in the league. And looking at this draft, I'm not going to say that, but when we look at it, we think a lot of these guys have a lot of potential to play and be significant players for us at some point. Talking about the offensive line and keeping that a strength, Ben Powers is also set to become a free agent. What's the status of his deal at this point? Yeah, Ben's a player that, as we look at it, I, I would say this, and Coach would probably say it too, Ben has probably improved in, as much as anybody on our team. He had a phenomenal season this year, started every game. Don't even know if he missed a snap. And, um, you know, Ben's a guy that we'd love to keep. Um, my feeling is, is Ben's probably going to be sought after in free agency based on the way he played this year. Um, we would never close the door on a player like Ben. Um, we would always want to keep as many good players as we can. We'll have discussions at some point with Ben. Um, I'm, just, I'm just really happy and proud of Ben for the way that he played and the way that he's really come on and matured over his time with us. And uh, I'm very happy for he and his family. They put themselves in great position. And uh, he's a player that I think is, is going to do really well. We got two more. Eric, Eric in, in eight months, when you start the season, the 2023 season, uh, is Lamar Jackson, will he be your starting quarterback? Yeah, I don't see any reason why I won't be, Jamison. Hey, Eric. Uh, I know there's a, there's a lot of noise outside. And uh, we know Lamar has been a very private person. You said, Coach, also that you don't pay attention to the noise. How frustrating has it been to be dealing with Lamar and sometimes overreacting comments from people outside of outside media? Well, fortunately, I'm not on social media. So, uh, well, I, I shouldn't say that. I do have Instagram so I can track my, my daughters, and, my daughter and my sons, really. But I'm not on social media, so I kind of hear about things or Chad might share something with me. But quite honestly, you know, we're in this, it's almost a cocoon in this building. You know, we are uh, the team. That's what it is. It's a team. And, um, we try to drown all that stuff out. We focus on the day-to-day, -day, coming in, getting our work done, competing as a team. I'm out at practice every day. I love being out at practice with John. I love the energy and the enthusiasm and all that. I love this building. When I'm in this building, I'm at peace. And I, 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 so I don't pay too much attention to all that stuff. Um, is it a distraction? Not for me. It might be for my kids.
might be for my family and for all of you, but it's really not a distraction for me. I can't speak to John, but I know I come in here and just try to build the best team and we can build and win as many games as we can win, hang out. John and I hang out together every day. We laugh and talk about stuff. We're neighbors. To me, that's what this thing's all about. So good to hear from head coach John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta in the season review press conference. Obviously, Lamar Jackson, a huge talking point in this one. What's his contract going to be? The Ravens made it very clear that their intention is still to sign Lamar to a long-term contract extension. Whether that happens or what happens from there, we don't know. The franchise tag, Eric DaCosta said he's thought about that every single day of what the tag would be, but he hopes that he's not even having that conversation because he's locked Lamar Jackson up to a long-term deal to stay in Baltimore for, for many years to come. Obviously, the Ravens made a big change at offensive coordinator. Greg Roman left to pursue other opportunities. And the search begins for the Ravens' new offensive coordinator. John Harbaugh made it clear that the passing game needs improvement and the wide receiver room is also going to get an upgrade this offseason. That will be a major area of focus. So those are the things from the season review press conference. I hope you enjoyed and stay tuned for our next press conference in Ravens press pass, which will likely be the introduction of the Ravens next offensive coordinator. Thanks so much. Getting ready to take on spring. Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.